good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Please delete as appropriate. This is The Material Podcast, episode number 435. I'm Florence Ion. I wrote notes this time. I am one of your <laughs> hosts, and right here next to me is the man, the myth, the legend, Andy Anako. Andy, uh, I bow to thee for taking over so that I may gallivant. <laughs> I am the wind. I am the I am the question without answers. I am the feeling without rationality. I have a last name you, that's hard to spell. I mean, you think it's hard to spell, but I've known you for a long time, and now it's literally emblazoned on my mind. <laughs> so I think you need to give your last name a little credit. It's not that hard to spell. Eventually, somebody will get it. <laughs> I I am indebted to the to the the clerk at some at an independent video rental store. Which shows you how long, how long ago that was. Who, who like you know was my the the usual clerk I dealt with like for a couple of years, and then like she like went to college or moved or whatever, and she says, "Oh, I'm gonna miss, I, I I said, "Oh, I'm gonna miss you. You're the only one who like knows to spell, how, how to spell my last name." He said, "Oh, I just remember. I have no idea how to spell his last name, and that and so that's what I use all the time. I H N. Oh my gosh, that's incredible." Very, very clever. That's a life hack. Now everybody knows how to remember Andy's nice. It really, really name. is. I, sh- I yes. should mention. I should mention that the that the operational security of of data storage was not great because your your membership name was your last name. So, it's, well, yeah, but I mean, you also had to steal like a physical binder of people's names written on pieces of paper in blue ink. True. So, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if I want things to go back to the way they were, folks. I think we have to just, you know, accept where we are now. It's weird. Uh, like we, we're, we're we're in a place <laughs> where, like, I I don't. I think it's getting your. Uh, it's getting the millennials too. Where like, uh, I I keep looking, seeing. Oh, the kids today they're really interested in like having like Walkman cassette players, even though like they really weren't great. Not even the tiniest bit great. Oh, I mean, yeah. if you do you. I'm glad that you're. I'm glad that you're having fun with it. I'm just saying that I I There's lived a through pink that Amazon Basics one that I have on my wish list. It's sixteen ninety nine. Oh goodness! I'm going to introduce it to Mona so she can have a little recorder True. and she could like learn. <laughs> you know, it's the only way that we can continue with is through the nostalgia. Will we keep and we have to equip the children with everything they need to know. So rather than keep that reality from them, we should immerse them in it. Yeah. I say why not? Um did you did see the story where uh urban outfitter urban outfitters apparently is now selling uh, Apple like iPods, like like refurbished iPods again to catch the the, the kids' nostalgia boom. I mean that's that's, fine. that's genius. Again, again, that's fine. But it's like, <laughs> but it's like I was an intern covering that stuff. Mm. That's how long it's been. That's okay. That's why you're tuning into this right now because Andy and I have seniority. Nee, nee. <laughs> um, okay, so I have to apologize first and foremost that we are a little late this week. I something barreled me. I don't know what it was, but I couldn't get out of bed for two days. Um, which meant that I really haven't been in the realm of Google very much this week, which is good because apparently it was kind of a boring, as we'll get into our show, <laughs> it was kind of a, <laughs> let's just say it was a tepid week for Google. Okay. It, well, it's not a tepid week for us. It's just listeners. We will make it up. For, we will make it up to you in forms of our electric personalities. 
Exactly. So just consider this as catch up. Now, I wanted to offer a few updates before we actually got into the show today because, you know, I was out for a week. I need to update Andy on my life (laughs) from while I was out. This is stuff that friends do. Um, Okay. So, Andy, if I may catch you up, a couple things. Uh, First things first. I know I'm not wearing them, but I finally replenished (laughs) my Sony headphones. Super. Yeah. Um, I hate to say that I did take advantage of the Prime Day deal. Because you know how I'm always like, don't shop Prime Day. But I really wanted a brand new pair of headphones. I didn't want to buy them refurbished. So I just, I went for it. Please don't judge me. I put them on a credit card. It's true. It's true. I didn't just have the money laying around for these headphones. But you know what? I I couldn't stand the last flight that I was on. I couldn't stand that I have anything to like block people out when I just want A and C. And thus far in my life, like just the A on C for me has been, and the fact that they're stylish too, because I get the cool gray ones. So I feel like I like wearing them, you know, when I'm like vacuuming. So I don't get like, you know, because I don't like very loud things anymore. I like to (laughs) keep my ears, you know. Yeah, I did. I didn't understand exactly what a God gift, like really good noise canceling headphones were until I got, I, I, I bought my first really good pair of like the third generation Sony's mm-hmm. because they were like refurbished for like next to nothing, like a hundred bucks, mm-hmm. but they were going for like 280 or something dollars new. And I thought, okay, hey, I've always wanted, okay, I got a good, good pair of Bluetooth headphones. Only then that I realized that my God, even when like you're not listening to music with them, like they turn off all of the external sound because they're really good and i uh, my upstairs neighbors they're fine they're great they're absolutely great they rarely like they they don't have like a big thumping like subwoofer on the floor or anything like that sometimes there is like some bass that i wish that i didn't have to deal with and boom it just disappears completely when i put on the headphones and I, don't, and I don't think that's too much for, for them to ask of me that maybe two or three times a month, rather than like seethe or anything like that, just put on the headphones, turn it on for 90 minutes, you're fine. And every single situation, which do I, do I either curse the entire world or do I just use this like $107, including tax, little consumer item that just makes me happy? Exactly. And that's exactly why I decided to just buy a second pair outright. It's okay. I will pay those off eventually. <laughs> um, okay. So second, <laughs> Flo, you didn't have money. Listen, I also <laughs> bought a Pixel 8. <laughs> oh, God. My spending money is so different from Andy's spending money. Andy's like, I've been saving for this. Like, you know, I've been thinking about this for months. <laughs> I've done the research. Flo is like, Man, I'm sick of this. I need something new. I'm going to put it on my credit card. And, and, and can I say that it's funny that you bring this up because in our members only episode, it involves something. It involves something okay. kind of related to that. Great. And you people, uh, you people who, who are kind enough to like be members of the Relay.fm network. Uh, oh, that's we do, exciting. We do get we do, do these special episodes for you. I came. It was something that happened yesterday that okay put me in a moral a moral quandary and i was looking forward to bouncing this off of you as part of the as a bonus episode but it, and I it's rela- it, it's actually accidentally related to what you just brought up but you, was, was the eight or the eight pro do you get i got the eight um because again i'm all about the small phones right. the eight is a tenth smaller which is like who cares flow but honestly guys when you put them like side by side it is a smaller 
device, even with the case on. Um, I was able to get like the faux MagSafe cases for it very quickly from Amazon <laughs> because I have all the accessories. I also bought this like off-brand kind of rugged case. It wasn't nice. cheap. This was still like 25 bucks, but it has MagSafe embedded in it again so that I can like do that. Um, it's been really nice so far. Battery life is already better than it was in the Pixel 7. But I didn't take it with me while I was gone last week because I was actually on a trip. Um, I actually came back to it. It was waiting for me when I came home, which was nice. Uh, the Pixel 8 Pro actually came with me to see Death Cab for Cutie, <laughs> also service at the Hollywood Bowl. And, you know, I don't, I didn't necessarily take photos that are incredible. But I was thinking to myself, you know, this is, I gave up Andy, like matching my outfit because I was going to do kind of a different outfit. And then I ended up going with this like more casual outfit so that I could take a purse to fit both the 8 Pro and the Pixel 7 that I had at the time. I wanted to take the cute little jelly blue clutch that I have, which would have fit the Pixel 7 just fine, but it, the Pixel 8 Pro would not go into it. Anyway, that was my dilemma of that night, which made me be like, thank God that I do this for a living because I don't have to like make the Sophie's choice between an 8 and an 8 Pro. <laughs> uh, so I did share an album with Andy. Yes, I got it open in front of me. And so I was thinking we could just like... What I'm going to do is I, I have it in thumbnail mode, so I'm just going to kind of like go through it and, you know, it starts from the very beginning of the show at the top is how it's sorted. So like in the Uber, I tried to take a photo of the yep. Hollywood Bowl sign and I was like, this is it. Let me do it. Let me take a quick sign for my memories. Nope. Didn't come out. <laughs> it's a little, it's out. a little blurry. It is like. Oh, it's a, awful. <laughs> yeah. What, what, what time of day was this? Because this, it looks like dark, dark, dark at night. 8 p.m. 8 p.m. Okay, so well after sunset, yeah. Yes. Yes. Um, And then tried to take pictures of my friend and I, but we kept moving, and I was kind of hoping, you know, that algorithm would have done what it could have done to take pictures of me and her, but every photo that was taken was blurry. There's no... There's no texture to our faces. We're just... Yeah. I can... Yeah, I can, I can see that. Not... And um, I'll only say, to be fair, like there is no direct lighting whatsoever. I mean, obviously you're in the, you're in like the seating area of an auditorium. It's not like you're right. being hit by a spotlight, but still, like your hopes would be you you of the two of you. There's usually like one of you that's almost sharp, but the other one is just a little bit yeah. too much motion blur. Like the like they didn't. Yeah, see it. Should I try to remove the blur? Yeah, it's but th yeah, that's but that's the sort of thing where like after they were they made such a big stink about how oh this is the AI phone oh artificial intelligence oh it's so much much smarter like it you would think that That's what it would I'm saying Andy it it would it, you think that it should recognize that okay this is a photo of people people tend to move also we're in really really low light here so we're gonna have to I the camera are, are gonna have to use a really 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 short shutter speed and then really really cook it to get rid of all like the all, all the noise electronic noise that happens whenever like you compensate for for short for fast shutter speed because it should be able to tell that it's not doing well I think I think the iPhone 
does something. I don't know if it necessarily would have been better than this, but I, I think it does something where like it will all it will also be taking pictures with the super ultra wide lens so that it knows that okay if if worse comes to worse that'll probably be kind of sharp and we can use the sharp pixels from that to make a good picture killing me that you're telling me that because i also brought the iphone 15 pro max with me on this trip but i didn't bring it with me to the concert because that was like one phone the I, that titanium build guys is dense like it adds it's a brick in a in a small purse okay like give mm-hmm. me a break i can only have so many phones on me at all times now if you want to buy me a nice purse that <laughs> just kidding just kidding um yeah so but i also thought you know what i just finished like the review on the 8 pro let me take it with me to this exact event where i would be testing this sort of thing and i'm glad that i did because i got to put it through this paces I do think that I got like f- enough photos and video that were great for social media. Right. Like I was able to make my Instagram story. I, I did a whole narrative around the night with my friend and I was able to like, I will also say that the, the video um, picked up audio in a, in a much clearer manner than previous pixels that I've used to record video. I really, hmm. And maybe that was the acoustics of the Hollywood Bowl because it does have like, it was very incredible. I could hear his voice reverberate from any side, but um, I loved the way the pixel caught it when it did. Um, Also, I did use, by the way, that audio scrubbing feature, the one that lets you adjust. It's mid. (laughs) It's mid. It's really good at like drowning out if somebody's really loud during a song because <laughs> because what would happen is like I was surrounded by drunk people in LA. Okay. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. They would not shut up. <laughs> it's just like seriously. Yeah. We paid $150 at least a person to be here and you will not shut up. <sighs> yeah. I'm an old. No, no. Um, I, I, I see I, I'm with you. I'm like I, I I've see just shut up. I've I've been, I've been paying close attention to like my crotchetiness about like people making making noises in crowds like this. It's like I've already decided that okay, if I go to a Foo Fighters concert, that is by definition a woo crowd. People who are going to be shouting woo. And you're going to have to let more go. And, sh- and, that, and that, like you got to let that go. Now, yeah. all of the all of the uh, news reports about how like with the when the Taylor Swift uh, concert film like is in theaters and oh my god, I'm and shocked dancing to around, like cults. Exactly. Like, I'm, cult I'm, I'm I'm shocked babies. to find that people are dancing in the aisles and in the little area in front of the screen and they're actually singing along with the songs. Okay, you know what? That is not that is not okay behavior in a movie theater normally, but I will give the Swifties a pass. It's a Swiftie thing. Yeah. It's a, it's a, these are all people who de- desperately wanted to be at that concert but could not be at the concert. Exactly. I'll, I will give them that pass. However, uh, the that viral video of that uh, I was about to use a, a rude term, but that interesting individual at the Adele concert like at in in las vegas who were okay guess what number one these tickets cost hundreds and hundreds of dollars adele's like 300 at least at, like starting at it's least ridiculous. at yeah. least number two it's not like an like a it's not like an amphitheater sort of festival sort of place it is you are in a place where they're padded seats like they're like you're intended to be to sit down and listen enjoy the music and have like a shared experience while this individual who was like a 
jumping up and down like in the jump standing up jumping up and down shriek not not singing along with adele but shriek singing with adele uh and but and gosh was was so was so transported by his fandom and the music but obviously apparently not so much that she he accidentally like lowered the selfie stick that was filming himself having this like emotional breakdown moment with it. <laughs> I would have, I would have been livid. Like if I, if I had spent like $500 for this ticket and I'm like two seats away from this person who, again, who's like shout singing, like totally off, key, again, not even shout singing on key, but just, I would have been like, sir, you're gonna you are not so young that you are incapable of taking hold of yourself if you do not take hold of yourself i can find 80 volunteers that will take hold of you and pick you up and carry you and if you want to think that you're we're carrying you on our shoulders because we are championing you that's fine realize that you will be getting closer and closer to the exits and then into the alley and then into a dumpster not harming you at all, but just I want you to at some point poke your head up from the dumpster with like a banana peel perched on your head and reflect on the series of decisions that you made that led to this happening to you. And and the worst part is like Adele was like, it was like oh, don't hassle him. He's just a fan. He's just dancing. Like, oh, damn it. And now he's now he's going to be like, what do you want? I mean, he, yeah. what is she going to do? Like, get him out of here. Yeah. You know, do you, do you think Beyonce would put up with that? I don't think so. Beyonce would have been everyone. You know what to do. <laughs> well, well, a Beyonce would not be in such a small theater as a Las Vegas thousand seat theater. I, Has Beyonce taken dubious money recently? I can't. I can't recall. Part of the part part of the part of the world in which yeah okay maybe may, okay but if if you're be if you're at the audience that we're both thinking about but we're not going to talk about. <laughs> Okay, once once the not only are you being paid ten million dollars to do like three songs, but also you're in a group of people where you're gonna pretty much let them do whatever they want to do because they're you'll you you they probably already have some software on your phone, and we've determined right. that when you when you displease them, they have a way of right removing the displeasure. Anyway, I'm all I'm saying is that I would I'm not there was. I, I'm not the person. I'm not p- part of the people. Like, oh, isn't it wonderful seeing that guy? He was just so much in love with the music and having such a great moment. It's like, no, again, he's not. Yeah. He's not yeah. eleven. He's not an eleven-year-old girl. Okay, he is a. He is not a grown, grown-ass adult, but he is an adult. And you're not. You know, as it's it, what it's the thing. What got me was you're holding the damn selfie stick, and you're not so blown. You're not so emotionally carried away that you forgot to make sure the whole, the selfie stick is also like you know recording yourself and you and you got it okay i'll end this but you got to know that i i'm sure that now he, he created a brand he changed his tiktok address from you know like adele fan 91141 to that <laughs> screaming that adele fan from the viral video and i i just feel as though in eight, eight years from now that's not going to be a good. That's not going to be a good situation when he's not when he's not getting like the rec- the continued recognition from Adele <laughs> that he okay, he thinks that he's not entitled gonna, to. He's going to end up on a clip show. Are you on a clip show, Andy? You I probably think, are. Maybe. I think he's. I think <laughs> he's going to he's going to wind up on Dancing with the Stars or like one of the like one of the like whatever the whatever Ex housewives f- husbands are now on Dancing with the Stars. Like they're putting anybody on there now. 
Yeah, he's and he's, he's going to be again. It, I, I don't know. I I'm just saying that this is this is one of the this, this is one of the reasons why I'm into that very, part very, of idiocracy. Yeah, <laughs> this is one of the reasons why like I'm really really careful about like okay if you're considering if we're considering spending X hundred dollars to go to this concert or to go to this performance, what are the chances that someone else in the audience is going to do something that maybe that that person is completely entitled to do that will ruin it for me? Because that's some, right. part of this is on me. Like I said, if I, if I go to a Foo Fighters concert and I'm I'm angry because lots of people are like f- f- are shooting, uh, holding up their 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 cell phones and shooting video, or again, you know, dancing and, ju- and singing along with the songs, or you know, they're chemically in a different state of affairs that makes them a very very bad person to be sharing like a, a row at a concert with. That again, that's on me. Again, I, I I appreciate that other people are there too. They also pay two, three, four hundred dollars to be there. They're also there entitled to enjoy the concert by the rules that we've all agreed upon for that concert. But again, I would I would say that 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 kid with a selfie stick would be like, no, no, we're 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 not we're son. That's I'm not here to judge you. I'm just here to tell you. I don't think selfie sticks are allowed in auditoriums anymore. I feel like because they are disruptive. Anyway, don't disrupt people. God, God love you, okay? kid. Wherever you are, God, God love don't you. Don't disrupt freak, people. Whatever. Fly your freak flag for Adele. I was going to say the um, exact thing. <laughs> speaking of the freak flag, Google waved its money flags in an Alphabet third quarter earnings call. A. Let's find out how much Google made and Sick what they transition. made money on. Uh, we're also going to talk a little bit about interesting report in the New York Times. There's always an interesting report in the New York Times. It's the paper of record. Uh, but they said Google. Um, when when they when they tell you, when they tell you how to roast a butternut squash this holiday season, that is the international paper of record telling you how to do that. That's that just, attention must be the paid. They're the only like regional paper that has spanned outside of New York. Okay, so <laughs> you gotta you gotta give them that. But they they tell us a story of how Google is a little worried about what may be from Apple because without all that revenue it gets from being the number one search provider. What does it have? Who is it, really? Uh, and also, Google announced some changes to Maps, which have kind of been around in a beta form, but they're here now forever. So like we said, that was the news this week. Let's get into it. <laughs> After this break, of course. Well, if you're wondering how Google did this summer, Alphabet had their third quarterly earnings call this week, which is the report card for the third quarter of this year, which has just passed us very quickly. As we are now in fall, we are cold, and I have both a heat pad <laughs> and a blanket on me. So that's how I know the third quarter is over. Uh, <laughs> why, why is it weird? It's weird, though, that you're, you're, on the, you're on the West Coast, you know, with you know, surfboards and oh, no, roller skates. Some, and, and It's climate change. We're having some weird weather right now. It's very cold. I, I just, so, so tonight uh, tonight was like uh, the neighborhood. I was, I was working at my desk, and I hear peals of childish laughter outside. Then like sustained p- peals of childish laughter from several children. And then that's, that's when I realized that this was like the night where like the business district says, oh, everybody bring your kids in their costume and trick or treat at our businesses. And if you want to spend 80 to $2,000 at our businesses too, that would be awesome as well. 
And so I wound up, I wound up like having the window open, not because I wanted to hear the appeals of childish laughter, but because I wanted to put like my Google speaker in the, in the window and play like the loop of just the dance sequence from the thriller video. Yeah. Just as my contribution to the neighborhood. And like, I didn't, I didn't, and, and, and it was so warm today that I, I had the window open for like five hours and like only like an hour ago and I realized that, oh, the window's still open. I should shut that. So like, it's, it should not be like 70 degrees. Like this close to thanks this close to well, okay, technically know, y'all are having close to Thanksgiving. Yeah, y'all are having a weird little heat wave. Meanwhile, I'm very cold. Mm. I'm wearing my winter socks. <laughs> um, okay, well, let's tell you about who had a good uh, hot girl summer. Actually, I don't know how hot their summer was. Now we're gonna put the full links to uh, the sources that we are using for this segment in our show notes. But this is going to be kind of a TLDR on what's going on right now with Google financially. Excuse me, Alphabet. I keep saying Google because that's what comes <laughs> yeah. naturally. Uh, but, it, you know, as always, it's good news, bad news, a little bit of this, a little bit of that, especially in this economic climate. So the good news is that Alphabet actually beat analyst estimates for both earnings and revenue for the third quarter, which is hey. great for them. Yay. That like from a blanket, from a blanket sales point, this is great, right? But hold on. Let us look a little bit more closely at the specimen that we are studying. When we look at the microscope, we see that Google's cloud performance actually fell short of estimates, even though its revenue was up. 22%. Now, Google wanted to blame it on, oh, people aren't like paying as much for Google Cloud. And that's why things weren't like so strong. You know, everybody scaled back spending. And that's true. Advertising is down all across. And I would assume that that would translate to things like the cloud. <laughs> uh, but what the silent thing was is that Microsoft is slowly creeping in on some of that business that Google has so proudly is so proudly showcased around the neighborhood. Look at us, cloud. This makes us money. Yeah, this this is why. Like, I'm so glad I'm not like a financial reporter because I have. I, Me too. Uh, this stuff is really hard to make sound interesting. By the way. Well, no, yeah, that there's there's absolutely that. Bless you, who do. I mean, unless unless you've just like okay, so I've, honey, you know how we're planning on retiring in four years. You really, really like doing the accounting at that firm, don't you? Because another two or three years, maybe. But yeah, but but the other reason is that so much of what happens is not because of these numbers that you. It's like, oh wow! Look, all the numbers are up, and wow! Look, the cloud in cloud businesses is up another twenty two percent. So hey, wow, that's great. Said so, no, like why? Well, because Microsoft's cloud business did much – because basically analysts thought that Microsoft – that Google's cloud business would do would have done even better than it actually did. Meanwhile, Microsoft's cloud business – because right. all, all of the quarterly reports are coming in this week. Microsoft's cloud business did much better than analysts expected. So as a result – Alphabet stock took a really, really big dive after that announcement because now I guess people are people are concerned that oh gee, I guess that the if if these two companies are going head to head in cloud services, Microsoft knows how to is doing a much better job with that business than Google is. So therefore, we got to get rid of some of this Google stock. Like I don't understand why that math works out. And okay, I'm this is this is why like I bookmark CNBC. I trust this is why we don't reporting. make the big bucks. <laughs> 
let's be real. Uh, yeah, <laughs> there there are a lot of reasons why we don't make. Or excuse I know, me, right? I, I'll, I know, I'll I speak for myself. There are a lot of reasons why, but that that is that is a good indication of a lot of the root causes of many of the reasons why I don't make the big bucks. I, yes. I I make I make a big show about how hey I'm I'm like the last honest cop in a deeply corrupt town. That's why the establishing shot of the movie like is the parking lot of the police station where all these like hundred thousand dollar pickup trucks and hundred eighty thousand dollar sports car and this one like beat up Toyota Camry that's for fifteen years old and full. That's you know that that's the one cop that's not on the take. Actually, yeah, because be- that I don't Camry's know how to still do running. things that are. That, that, that's a that's a good vehicle that's a good that's a good car um that's but true. yeah so so it, it turns yeah. out that, that that was actually according to cnbc like the worst single day drop in apple uh, in alphabet stock Google's, since yeah, 2020 alphabet. uh down like 9.5 percent now that's a they, lot that's that's a lot uh that's 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 not a small amount of money however if if someone who works for google owes you money don't worry that much about it i'm sure that google and alphabet will still make payroll i mean this is this is why like i can't get too like invested so to speak in this news because like look there's still like a trillion dollar corporation that's making insane amount of profits i mean i'm i'm surprised that like they the only thing i'm worried about is like the government the not the government but all governments like basically forcing alphabet to do business in a way where they can't make money hand over fist anymore because they can't abuse their market power uh that's i'm not worried about like their cloud business was only up 22 percent. yes now okay yes that's very true andy um but i feel like nobody's i mean okay so let's get into because there there was there's always a fun part of these quarterly earnings calls right which is when Sudar Pichai gets to go off script well not really off script because he's all prepared beforehand <laughs> yep. um they open it up to the investors right and the investors get to ask questions and uh, they can't alphabet can't say no because these are the people who are literally funding their ventures, right? Um, yeah. And, and that doesn't matter. Yes. And like more than that, like these are these are all analysts who know like exactly the right questions to ask. Also, then they're not prepared for them beforehand. I don't think they don't. It's not like they get the they 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 pretty much know who they're going to call on, but they don't. They haven't cleared their questions beforehand. I don't think. Right. And also, this is they have to do this earnings call like as a requirement for the Security and Exchange Commission. Correct. And they have to answer truthfully. This is not like marketing speak. Or the, where, in a court yeah. of law. Yep. Yeah, no, exactly. Because investors can say, hey, look, you told, you're supposed to tell Under us what all that. the headwinds were going to be. Mm-hmm. You knew for a fact that like that the, the sheriff was about to foreclose on the entire campus and that the entire company is going to be homeless in 18 months, uh, in 18 days. You should have told us about that. And when we asked you about that, you said that everything's fine. You're just waiting for your you're, you're, you're selling part of your baseball card collection and you should be able to make that mortgage payment. What up? And then they, they become very, very, very much in trouble. So, yeah, so it's so it's fun. The, 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 the transcript is fun to read because there's the prepared statements that they start off with. And that's like we want to talk to we're talking directly to analysts. We're not talking to press. We're not talking to customers. So this is oftentimes like what what puts the us in the best light not just because we're trying Correct. to sell these phones but we're trying to make people think that our company is very very sound and we and again we can't lie about it and then there's the q a at the very very end where again they're kind of on the spot they're very very good and they're very very trained at not saying anything not answering a question substantively if they don't want to but it's still fun 
it is fun because we get to find out things that they wouldn't normally answer because, again, they have to under oath. So Mr. Pachai, actually, he has this opening uh, or rather he prepares his own comments where he tells the investors, hey, we've been working a lot with AI, as you know, from everything we've released this year. And, you know, we've got that search generative experience, which people are using now in a, you know, some capacity and Bard, which is, you know, it's existing in everything that Google does. And we've got the Google Assistant. And uh, perhaps surprisingly is that Sundar Pachai also gave hardware finally some love, which he doesn't usually do. And maybe that's because Pixel Line hasn't always been a big money bringer, but perhaps they're doing this because they're going to continue with the hardware and they need to sell it as a purveyor of, you know, these other things that are supposedly going to make them money down the line. I'm talking about like AI and stuff like that. Yeah, um, I, I flag that because usually like if in an earnings call that happens right after the announcement of uh, like the October new hardware There'll be maybe a sentence, maybe two. This was like mm-hmm. almost a full like hunk of hey, this these eighteen this, these new features. We're very very proud of that. They got a shout out for he gave a shout out for the Chromebook Plus uh, category of like the, there's just a few a few weeks ago they I think was, they just announced that a few weeks ago. Basically, mm-hmm. high performance like notebooks that have not that aren't just a web browser wrapped in a laptop, but also they actually run native like Google Google apps built into them. I thought that was kind of interesting. And also, like most of what his comments were about were, of course, about AI, but usually there's a lot more nuance about there wasn't quite so much about about cloud this time. There wasn't quite so much about uh, uh, other bets, which usually they at least give kind of a little dusting to. So interesting. I I feel like they were trying to hide some stuff that they knew that like analysts were going to jump on, like again. We we knew what where our targets were for cloud. We did not reach them this time. Interesting. Okay, so Andy, you actually picked out some highlights from the Q and A. I think we should probably start with the fact that a lot of the analyst questions were about AI in some form or another, right? That's I mean, yeah. So yeah, so it's so it's clear that like all the analysts are looking to AI as here is what they're betting their future on. So this is also what right. we're trying to earmark our our idea of the of, of the future. Um, Again, I'm surprised that they never ask about uh, their uh, Google is starting off the double header of uh, actions against them. antitrust actions by the Department of Justice, the first one of which they're right in the middle of the antitrust case about Google search. Then mm-hmm. the one coming up about advertising, which really could hurt them very, very mm-hmm. hard. So I'm surprised that their analysts, again, they're they're not interested in hey, uh, I uh, any 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 hot uh, hot previews of the new watch bands we might be seeing next week, and hey, Pixel Buds, are we going to see those in Coral sometime? It's like no, t- tell us that if we keep putting money in your company, we're not going to see it all disappear in three or four years time. Because again, sixty, what is it, sixty eight? to 70 something percent actually it might be in the 80s of their revenue is is because of ads so if the ad business gets broken up that's a big big problem i'm surprised that none of them are bringing that up i'm sure there's a reason that again because i'm not a financial reporter i don't really understand uh but yeah so most of the questions were about ai um first i think the first question was about how very pertinent about how uh we know that uh they're investing a huge amount of money in an ai also once they get like if if they if they get artificial intelligence uh, behind uh, Google search, 
that suddenly means that every Google search is right. going to cost like 10 times as much as, as, to, to process as it did before. Oh my God, it is. Yeah. And so, mm -hmm. there, so the question was basically, how are you figuring on earning a return for the capital investments that you're making and adding, adding AI to search? And Pachai is really good at saying saying things that are very, very broad. He did say one thing specifically is that the possibility of making uh, these AI features a subscription service as opposed to uh, mm, like Google one. Yeah, exactly. But, yeah. Something you have to buy as an add on, as opposed to uh, what the analyst was asking about was, okay, are you, are you, are you basically banking on if people are using these AI features, there's going to be more engagement for ads and therefore you can put more ads in or whatever. So it seems as though the fact that this is the one thing that he actually brought up, maybe it's more likely than not that, for the good stuff that involves AI, it's always going to be, hey, give us give us a few bucks a month, and now you can act, now you can have us do your homework for you. To an extent, Andy, don't make people promises that Google can't keep. Okay, <laughs> can't do your homework. It can just help you do your homework if you figure out how to like query it. Okay, you're gonna be you're gonna be asked to cut and paste that into your own blank document on your own, little Missy or little Sir. <laughs> I know I'm gonna have to like make sure Mona doesn't doing a hanky panky with the ai <laughs> and her homework Ugh. anyway measures uh, and countermeasures um he, he was also asked about gemini which is uh, alphabet's next big ai model um not the wildest zodiac just kidding to my gemini's out there uh, i'm sorry <laughs> well twins <laughs> i don't this know it's true when 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 has when in popular culture has there been twins where it was like something shady or creepy or something weird about the connection between those two. Absolutely, if they're trying to invest people to trust in their new artificial intelligence model. Why um, did they name it that? <laughs> anyway, it's like seriously, why not, why not like Phoenix or something? I don't know. Give some uh, sort of. I have no idea. Um, anyway, so uh, so just asking, hey, how's how's Gemini going to differ from existing AI, Google, and elsewhere? Elsewhere, again, Pichai handled this one. Mo and what I thought was most interested, interesting is they said how uh, Gemini was designed to be, quote, available at various sizes and capabilities, unquote, meaning that like the same basic model could be repackaged as Google's own like internal AI system as services that they can then send out, uh, that they can have customers, uh, actual users use, APIs for third-party apps, part of the AI package that Google offers to its cloud computing clients. They can make it a huge Gemini model. It, it could be a models could be huge and, and run on servers. The same model could be made tiny. So it could be packaged on like an IOT device or something like that. Mm -hmm. um, it's, it's, it's okay. a, it's a, it was a rare case of getting a specific, like almost like the sort of question that we would ask about it. Um, and uh, let's see. Uh, oh, also the, the third one that was at least interesting for us, 2024 is going to be interesting for at least one specific reason that Google has been spending the past three years saying that, hey, uh, advertising cookies are terrible and they're terrible for privacy and they're terrible for terrible and they're terrible because they also give competing ad, ad networks a technology that we can't really fight against if we want to game the system for making sure that we win every auction. But hey, they're terrible for privacy and everything like that. We are the next new versions of Chrome are going to like not even use uh, advertising cookies. And so 2024 is when they start to transition the ad business away from cookies and into uh, their own new privacy sandbox. 
uh, so they were asked about the, how that timetable is going. Uh, so they confirmed that they still plan to get rid of all ad cookies by the end of 2024, uh, starting with 1% of users of Chrome in the first quarter of 2024. Don't know how that's going to work. Like if you, if you win, if you win that special lottery with, Hey, wow, I'm not my, my, my browser is not supporting cookies, or is that something you can actually opt into or whatever? Um, they were also kind of, it was kind of telling there. The second part of the question was how successful are you being and getting the rest of the ad industry, like both like people who buy ads and people who sell ads to come on board with this plan. And their answer indicated to me that, yeah, that particular courtship is still ongoing. They have not put a ring on it. They have not put a ring on it quite yet. <laughs> oh God. Okay. Andy, <laughs> Andy really wanted to put a lot of Beyonce in this week's episode. Team Bay all the way. So we made it happen. <laughs> and I'm not a Swifty. I've never listened to like a Taylor Swift song. So I, I can't even make this a fun rivalry. Anyway, it's not fun. They support each other. Women supporting women. <laughs> uh, this feels like a good spot for us to take a break. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> so glad Google's making money. Okay, let's take a break. And when we're back, we'll talk about more of Google's money woes. I have to say that I am very close to getting a subscription to New York Times. Wow, you must be asking yourself, why is this such a revelation all of a sudden? Well, because you see, folks, for a long time, I was against the way the New York Times would cover the Bay Area. But I realized that if I'm going to keep coming here to this podcast, I need to be able to really bite into the reporting the NYT is doing uh, with what's going on with Google, like very much behind the scenes. Behind the, you know, we're always just talking about like devices and services and how great all that stuff is. But, but at least there's still a bit of a watchdog going on. You also get Wordle. Oh, yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> That's right. Maybe I don't want a subscription. Maybe I don't want to pay for that. Okay, no, but in all sincerity, I had enough uh, article free articles this month to read <laughs> the link that um, Andy posted. Pay for journalism, please. <laughs> pay for us if you'd like to relay.fm slash membership. Uh, the headline of this New York Times article is Inside Google's Plan to Stop Apple from Getting Serious About search. So here's the deal, right? Google right now makes a big chunk of its money off of the licensing, essentially, that Apple pays Google, or excuse me, that Google pays Apple for Apple to have Google be the default search engine on iOS. It's very hard, by the way, to just think about the, how all those things track. <laughs> you might be thinking, of course, Flow, you stumbled over because Google is paying Apple for this. And it's like, yes, Google's paying Apple for the privilege. And, you know, Apple, as we've been finding out through all the leakage of these reports through the Department of Justice uh, investigation, is, you know, Apple is perfectly fine to take this money from Google and offer it on its platforms because it knows that it's like offering the best to its users. Yeah. That's it's actually what the they're saying that. Mm -hmm. But that's not enough to keep Google from not worrying because as apple does apple's beautiful closed garden is constantly expanding and inside that garden is currently a 
a plant bed that is getting ready <laughs> for Apple to plant seeds of a search engine or search capabilities or some sort of some sort of thing that supersedes what Google's business is. It's weird. They're, they're they're definitely interested uh, in search. Uh, like actually, they they they're so interested in search that they created a verb. Uh, uh, the, of course, they did. There, yeah, there, there was a, there was a, uh, there was a uh, uh, utility called Watson uh, that yes, yes, for ages ago that was for hey, just install this the Watson app and it will like it'll be like sort of your sidekick and it will search for things that are on uh, that are on your computer and gosh, you'd think that Apple would actually have this sort of utility built into the Mac OS, wouldn't you? And then like came they, so they came out with a tool called Sherlock. <laughs> right, right, and so right. That, and that did basically stole the the the, the Watson apps like lunch money. Uh, so rather than write a check and buy it as they've done in the past for like iTunes used to be like a third party like MP3 player, but they simply wrote a check, they bought it, and they turned it to iTunes. They decided to now what's known as they Sherlocked this app. Uh, so mm. uh, so now so now the, the the equivalent of that is a feature called Spotlight, and that's like the on device search for like stuff that's on you know stuff that's on your device it's it's not google search it's basically most for like what are your contacts of uh, things you can get through siri the search assistant uh, and things like that <clears throat> pardon me and uh so but they're so interested in search that like 2018 they actually hired away like one of google's top engineers in the search in the search realm and so, gee, for a company that's not creating a, a competitor to Google Search, that is an interesting hire. You also have to wonder what was the pitch that they made to this guy to say, "Yes, you are treated like a king at Google, but we will treat you as we'll treat you like Beyonce here at Apple." That's how important we think that search is. So Google is naturally now concerned that what would happen if Apple decided to essentially make a play against Google Search. Um, one yeah it's like so so that's that's part of like what the new york times article had to do um actually they also surfaced a piece of testimony from the ongoing department of justice antitrust case a slide deck so another another bit of history so uh, google and yes. apple have been working together on search like since 2002 like ages and ages and ages and ages however there have been some ups and downs uh like in 2014 uh, they this this uh, they decided to Apple decided to kind of enhance how uh, how Spotlight worked, where instead of just answering questions like hey, uh, hey what is the what is the typing the first few few letters of uh, like your, your your cousin's first name and it'll pull up like the the, the address from your contacts list, mm -hmm. like it would now if it was an answer to a question that could be answered by going to wikipedia it wouldn't it wouldn't hand off the search to google search it would try to do it itself and there are a whole bunch of categories that they would try to do this concerned google quite a bit and so like a senior vice president asked hey what are the what are what's our possible exposure to this and now a lot of the data from this slide deck that's again an internal slide deck to answer this question a lot of the data from their research has been redacted but it, it, I mean, the entire thing, the, the entire thing is sort of given away by uh, that the title of this slide deck, uh, which is, quote, bottom line, colon, it's bad. Uh, so apparently they're so concerned about this 
that in 2021, Google started to create its own competitor for the iPhone's built-in search feature. So basically, try to figure out, look, if we could possibly, if if we think that Spotlight is going to be like a threat to Google search, let's try to do something that could take over Spotlight and do a better job of that on iPhone. So we'd have that in our back pocket. Like a, a lot of these things are really just like strategic moves, come to think of it, like a lot of it is like based on what ifs, not like, hey, we have a timetable. We we want to deploy this thing against Apple Spotlight by 2025. It's more like if the situation were to deteriorate, we want to have this ready to go so we could go forward with this. Just as given how much money Apple has, part of their interest in search could be, well, what would happen if – the government does break up Google search. What if Google search Mm -hmm. no longer becomes the best solution for our users? What if situations change enough that it is now in our best interest to create our own alternative uh, to Google search, not just for on device stuff, but for like the general internet uh, in and of itself. Uh, Like what what if the, it's no longer generating enough revenue for us or app or Google decides, Hey, look, we're going to, we're going to demand more user information from all of your users than you're willing to give up. So a lot of this can be sort of like tactical, but the, but the most fun part of this (laughs) is, and again, this is based on uh, the New York times report is based on some internal documents that they got to look at. So (laughs) we've, Mention off and on this new really sweeping like antitrust act uh, that the EU passed called the Digital Markets Act. And the, the, the point of this whole, whole act is to make sure that like small companies, small tech companies can compete against huge gatekeeper companies like Google and Apple. And by forcing these companies to open up their proprietary platforms to competitors, what people are mostly talking about is it means that, hey, Apple can't just have – can't restrict uh, – all iPhone users to just get apps through its own app store. It has to allow a third-party app store to also install apps if they want to do that or third-party transactors to do something. So Google said, you know what? It sounds to us like the Digital Markets Act was designed to protect little guys like us. So they started like making exploratory ideas like, what if we can convince the EU that Spotlight Search was like a monopolistic monopolistic search tool for on-device search and that they're gatekeeping access to search functions on their devices, both high and low. What if we could get the EU to force Apple to let us (laughs) create Google search for, as a replacement for spotlight? Not only that, but what if uh, the uh, 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 Safari is, uh, Safari is the web browser that ships on all iPhones. It is also by nature, not only is it the default, uh, but they when you set up a new iPhone, it doesn't even ask you if you want to use Google Chrome or, or DuckDuckGo instead. They make it very, very easy to switch to a different browser, but that's up to you to do. So what if <laughs> Google was saying, what if we could f- have the EU force Apple to make sure that every time a new phone is set up, it asks, do you want to use Safari do you, or do you want to use Chrome as your main browser? Their own data said that we believe that we could triple the usage and the installation of Chrome on iPhones if we could somehow get this get this to happen. Like, oh my God, that is that is impressively evil. I, I understand why they took that out of their, their code of ethics right now, because that I almost gotta applaud that. I'm 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 not offended, I'm impressed. I don't know. I mean I 
I think it's hard now for me to call something evil when it has <laughs> to do with the sense of making money. So I, I, because inherently isn't money evil. Um, <laughs> it depends. I mean, let's see. It's, it's like this. Like I, I can, when I, when I'm reading this, I'm thinking of like all of the people who are now doing jail time and all the people who've gotten away with it, who said, Oh, wow. Oh. This, this pan, this pan coronavirus pandemic is like threatens to like is killing millions and millions of people. And it's such a desperate dire thing that like the, 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 the government is shutting things down and to make sure that tiny, small mom and pop businesses don't go out of business, that they're offering like really, really good and valuable and essential loans so that a mom and pop bakery and a mom and pop, eyeglass store can stay in business we're a petroleum industry that business that makes billions of dollars we can can we get 500 million dollars of that <laughs> or hey I'm, I'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna file the paperwork so that hey i am i am legitimately a bakery we we hire we we support like 68 employees if uh if we could use this money so we could keep these people paid during the pandemic and then they get the money they still fire everybody and they buy like vacation properties with it I it's like i know so that's why I'm using the word evil. But the idea of that this law that was specific it was wasn't designed to give Google an opportunity to basically force Apple <laughs> into an agreement that they don't want to do, that probably wasn't first and foremost on their mind. Like at the signing ceremony where you know, every every single law there's always like, "And now I'm going to so here I am surrounded by little tiny orphan orphan kids whose this is designed to protect and it's like it's like they're not like, and hey, now here is the here is the nuclear power industry, and here is the here is the Monsanto genetically engineered food industry that this is designed to give a trillion dollars for the tax breaks to. That, that's not the photo op they were intending. They were intending to help, like again, Mamma Mia Pizza Pasta Bakery. Hey, I, I just Ronzoni uh, is is eating our lunch, and we don't like that, but we're going to force the. I don't know. <laughs> th- this whole thing about Google's genius idea, I. It's got to be a lawyer's idea. It's got to be a lawyer's idea of what a tech company should do. Yeah, I, I, try, I try not to be cynical, but... Because I, I don't think they know what to do. That's what I mean. And I think they're trying to find like a legal way around this they haven't figured out. Yeah, I mean, there, there, there's a reason why they're giving Apple $19 billion a year. Right. To be the, that, That's because they see how dangerous it would be to not have that privileged position, position on that platform. And on that basis... If someone's willing to give you give pay nineteen billion dollars for something, they are willing to do something that's Apple's kind of going to raise the price. They're they're willing to engage in skullduggery, yep. <laughs> as well. I think. Yes. Um. Well, how about a little bit less of that and a little more exploring with Google Maps, Yay. <laughs> which has an update this this week. So actually, it's a pretty big update. Google's rolling out this very big update to Maps this week. One of the new features is the immersive view, which actually debuted last fall. And um, what it basically does is when you're like previewing a well-known landmark or, you know, you're just trying to like look at what some streets are around where you're going to go. Sometimes you'll get the immersive view, which essentially video starts panning all around the location where you're trying to research. And then suddenly you just see this 3d view of it. Uh, and it's immersive. It's an attempt at being immersive. And I will say it's pretty, um, I did, you know, I've tried it with lots of SF city landmarks. It's a, 
It's a pretty interactive way to use Google Maps. Don't know that it's essential. It's, but, it's, you know, I mean, it's, it's handy in an unfamiliar city, like yeah. the times where you're like, hey, here's my hotel. Hey, here's where like I'm having that meeting. I would really, really love to like get a picture of the White House while I'm there. How far away is like the White House from these two places I'm going to be? And suddenly you're like going to dr- have a drone shot of like the walking route you're going to be taking from one place to another. And yeah. in, the me- in the meantime, you can like look at the businesses and look at the buildings and look at the. Yeah. So it's it's or, innovative. Or figure it's out where you're exiting from a subway station or something like that. I feel right, like perfect. that's something that I try to look at on Google Maps. Um, now, the rest of the update. OK, so. Sorry, let me let me back up a little bit. Now, there is also new maps data, things like more detailed looking buildings and updated speed limits and HOV lane information, as well as EV charging stations. That was like a really big feature that people were asking for all year, obviously, because the landscape is changing. Um, EV versus gas. You have to let EV users be able to access that information by default. Um All of that, including the immersive view, is rolling out to selected cities. Um, Again, I think that's why Andy and I have been able to like preview it. If you haven't, that might be why. Try looking over big metropolitan areas. Yeah, (laughs) it's a way to try it. Now, the The, rest of the the, the, try 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 it in the New York, not the old York. You're probably it's probably going to work for you in the New York. Mm -hmm. Correct. Now. The rest of the update is more on like the search side of things. It's not so much of the actual map itself, but rather how you use maps to find things and look for look for things, especially now that all the, you know, AI bits are coming to it. Um now, I don't know why I'm talking about it like that so dismissively because I use <laughs> Google Maps for this like when I was in LA, I used it to figure out what was around me, yeah. what was worth eating. Well, I guess this update is supposed to help me with these things, especially when I'm solo. Um, So the new maps actually integrates a lot of that search generative experience, which might be an adjustment. So you can basically ask broader questions and the results will now include photos. I mean, they always included photos in my case because I was always looking up like restaurants and, you know, you would get like menus and things like that to show up. But I, I guess I would like to see this. And more of a, a flow tryout situation. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 weird. It was a big blog post, and a lot of people who got look a uh, look at the new stuff. It's it feels it's it feels bigger than what the simple list of features would kind of betray. It feels as though they really are trying to make maps feel a lot like using Google Search, where. Like traditionally, I mean, it's it, like it we're, does. we're well, well, yeah, but like we're asked before. Uh, traditionally, it's always been, uh, I'm looking at a map. I've got a search box. Show me on the on this map where I can find this thing. And then it will highlight, hey, here's this thing. And then below that, here's the address of that thing and business reviews and stuff like that. Whereas they're trying to make it more like, I just want you to answer questions about this basic region. And so the search generative experience comes in where it's not just necessarily pulling up uh, if, if you're looking for restaurants hey here's some pictures that were taken at that restaurant it's more like search results can include multimedia so it will find relevant stuff to that uh, but also vague things like i've got three hours to spend in lincoln nebraska uh on a tuesday afternoon 
what plan me an itinerary for that kind of thing. And we'll actually like plan you an itinerary and give you like a to-do list. You can then copy and paste into other, other things. Um, this, I mean, this is another part of like AI being like the MSG that they put into pretty much hmm. every single, every single thing that they cook. The uh, MSG. Yeah. You know what? We put, use MSG in Romanian food. Okay. It's delicious. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it, it, I I decided after 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 watching a whole bunch of Uncle Roger videos, I decided to like get some MSG. Like, oh my god, he's absolutely right. It's like if you just if you if you it's the answer to the question. Wow, what did you put in this? It tastes delicious. Like, I'm gonna give you an answer, but you can't react. <laughs> it's I'm gonna an ingredient that's proven safe, absolutely safe, and the campaign against it has been over the past century has been kind of bigoted and racist oh, in 100, nature. Oh, yeah. yes. Uh, but yeah, so I'm basically we're saying MSG, give it a shot. Get, if, if, you know, especially the American MSG, where it's like, if we call it Mrs. Dash, maybe people will use it. Because anyway, um, but yeah, the, but the idea where uh, not only are they, uh, we're used to like any well-trafficked place, there are people who will you know contribute their own photos of, hey, I was in the street corner, and hey, I was in this restaurant. Now it's not just, hey, what? Not uh, the map search won't just say, oh wow, look, I, he did a search for this restaurant. Here are some pictures of that restaurant. Great, we will include that in the search results. It's also actually scraping those photos for more information that it can add to its knowledge of a neighborhood or of a place. So if there are like if there's a sign, if there's a sign in the front saying that. Uh, you know, uh, 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 vegetarian options. We won't. We will. We will not scold you. We will simply cook it the way you want to. It will glean from that that okay, this is a vegetarian friendly restaurant. Or if there's, I imagine if there's a pride flag, it will say okay, this is a place where everybody is very, very actively welcome. Or if there is, uh, again, if there's, if they see a sign for a restroom, they say okay, there's a public restroom here. Um, I'm. This is things I'm gleaning from the information that. Google gave about these features. I don't know how intensely that will reflect into the actual experience, but yeah, it's interesting. Again, it seems as though they're trying. They're. It seems as though they're reflect. They're. They're. It's a reflection of knowing knowing that people are no longer really using it as just as. Hey, I'm I'm in this area. I want to find a, a, a Korean restaurant that's kind of nearby. Although people can use that sometimes, it's for more general searches like. How hard is it, is it to walk from here to here? Is it very very hilly? And so it can answer questions like that. Um, I have I have I don't have the new search experience. Excuse me, the new Google Maps yet. Yeah, I'm, I don't either. I'm just I'm just hoping that it still feels like it's not Google search. It feels like a bespoke tool for looking for things on a map because that really is what Maps is supposed to be all about, isn't it? Um, and it's always as disappointing when. Uh, they roll out features like this, but one of the features that are just basic and you super count on it don't work. For for some reason, I don't know why the bus schedules have been all screwed up, like on Google Maps, so much so that I, I wonder if there's a database or something that is glitching. Yeah, I I don't know. Like, well, say, oh, when's the when's the next bus to uh, to to the city or to to the commuter rail station? And it will say, oh, uh, well, the next one it's uh, it's now three fifty seven p.m. Uh, the next one is uh, five ten a.m. tomorrow. Like. I know that you cost a lot of money, uh, Google Maps. I know that you've had a lot of smart people working on you. 
I hope you're not offended that I'm going to go to the actual bus company's schedule to actually check on that. And hey, what do you know? The next bus is actually in 11 minutes. And it's also telling me exactly where the bus is on the route right now. Thank you for all these (laughs) search generative experiences enhancements to google maps i was really just hoping that you would let me know whether or not i have i have time to shave before i board this bus (laughs) and you failed miserably Uh, well i feel like we should move on from a little google maps and andy you actually had a fun little thing to share with us actually we're not moving on from google maps what am i saying this is about (laughs) google maps it's it's related okay so i I'm going to use the word Google. I, I'm, I'm going to I'm going to use the word adorable here. I don't mean it in a condescending way. Okay, like when I when I go to the internet oh movie, this... when I when I go on the internet movie database and I see that like there's somebody who was like an extra like in a movie where it was like uh, you know there's a, a restaurant scene and there were like 50 people in the restaurant. And you see somebody who's added a credit, like, like man in restaurant, <laughs> like man dining in restaurant. And you realize that, wow, that was someone who like got paid like $30 to like pretend to be like in the deep, deep background, probably not even on camera, but they were so proud and happy about it that they added a credit to the IMDB or, or the, I, my, the most fun I have on IMDB is when I do search for parentheses uncredited, because it's always what it said, man in diner uncredited. <laughs> Salty, <laughs> salty commuter, uncredited. It's, it's, it's even better when they they invent like names for each other, like mm. Josh, Josh the uh, Josh the the sweaty runner, uncredited. I, again, I'm not being condescending. I think that's incredibly charming. So, like, there is a business like down the road for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's, see, Stop it. Driveway. It's and it's and it's called uh, driveway seal coating near me. And I thought that was – I passed by the sign a couple of times thinking that, wow, what a weird name for all I realized that, oh, you magnificent bastard. You figure that people often like go to Google and search for driveway ceiling near me and you're hoping that because your name is an exact match for that oh. for that search, you will automatically be the number one thing. So imagine how happy I was when The Verge had an article today about that very phenomenon where there's uh, – so there, there's a restaurant called Thai food near me. There are a lot of businesses exactly <laughs> like that. Tattooing near me, uh, like vac- rug rug cleaning near me. Uh, uh, from the article I'm quoting, among the businesses I was able to find a chain of a half dozen affordable dentists near me's in Texas and antiques near me, two hours outside of New York City, seven plumber near me businesses, a phone repair near me in Cape Cod, a psychic near me in Chicago, and more than 20 iterations of notary near me across the United States. I again, I think that's adorable. I think that's incredibly charming. Um, they 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 did a bunch. Of, it was most mostly like a, a kind of a human interest piece about the phenomenon. They they did their research though, and like Google says that it doubts that these tricks are really going to work because obviously <laughs> it's. I mean, it's it's a it's if you give okay. it if you give it a if you give it some thought. Why would you discourage them? I mean, just. Leave them alone. I, again, it's it's cheerful, but but imagine like it's not just it's it's one thing when it's just like a listing, like when these like little yard signs, like again, driveway ceiling near me, a Thai restaurant with a beautiful like gold leaf hand carved sign that says Thai restaurant near me. That's committing to the bit. I I have to I have to endorse that. 
Um, but yeah, so so factory they're saying no because they don't just simply do a title match and make that number one. Uh, it involves three factor. Yeah. The ranking of the search results involves relevance, distance, and prominence. So a business that like adds, for instance, like adds lots of information to its profile, including photos and hours of operations, will rank a lot more highly than a restaurant called Restaurant Near Me, particularly if it's updating that data frequently, particularly if. Like that business is talked about frequently elsewhere, just like the the main algorithm from the very beginning of Google search, like a website that is, or a business that is referred to and linked to by lots of other sites and has been done so for years and years and years will get higher search rankings than ones that don't. But still, keep keep going, keep doing that. Again, you are you are right there with you know bicycle bicyclist bicyclist carrying newspaper quote uncredited. I'm totally backing you and this phenomenon you go fly that freak flag add near me to your business i i i I celebrate you and i salute you okay i just want to say by the way the food looks incredible it doesn't just look like some sort of like you know some business that you it just it looks legitimate also they have did a very cute thing with fake fake grass yeah we we like some fake grass in in a new york concrete jungle also, yeah, they got they, they got they got jack o' lantern like paper lanterns outside. I know. It's it's that, listen, that you, would you gotta get do me. the holiday. You, you yeah. gotta do that. You know, you gotta give in. Uh well, that that that's it for our episode this week. I think this was a pretty good chunky episode. Uh lots of nuts and nugget to chew through. <laughs> So I hope that you enjoy it. Um, I want to thank you everybody for listening to us this week, for being patient with us to publish the podcast this week. I want to thank Andy and our editor, Jim, for allowing the extra day of rest. Uh, But also, I want to give Andy a chance to let us all know where we can find him on the internet and what he's got going on right now. Um, Basically, uh, Google and not go near me. Um, I will rank high... (laughs) Uh, I spell my I spell, I spell my last name. I'm on almost everywhere where you can type a username and find a notco. I'm I'm almost mean spirited that way because I'm not necessarily the only notco in the world. It might sound that way, but I am there to make sure that <laughs> I, I have a pa- I have a I have a Patreon only because I just want to make sure that I'm the only notco. I'm the only notco. Nothing on on Patreon. <laughs> I didn't mean to interrupt. I do apologize. It's just that I went and I go. I didn't Google it. I duck duck goad your name, and <laughs> I'm not on Safe Search. It's it, it's not you though. It has nothing to do. It's just brought me all these random links that have nothing to do with you, along with like your biography and everything. <laughs> that is why Google is number one. On iOS. Uh, that I have ne- I have never I can't remember the last time I googled my name because I don't. There's, don't do it's, it. it's it's like the Ark of the Covenant. That's there's yeah. some things that humanity was not meant that that does not belong to humanity. That that is nothing good can happen. Nothing good can come for me of seeing like what the Google search results are about me. Please don't Google me either. Uh, but I can <laughs> tell you where you can find me. You can find me at florenceion.com. I do need to update my website, but there's a link there to my Discord. So if you're interested in joining. We talk about my stories there. There's a lot of people offering tech help there. Like it's it's a bustling active community. So please come join us if you're interested. Um, I'm not talking about the new Britney book there. I'm talking <laughs> about the new Brit- Britney book at my Instagram because that's the audience for it. Uh, anyway, if you would, if you like what you hear and you want to hear more, we also have a members only segment coming up right after this, but for our members only. <laughs> 
So if you're listening to this in the public feed, I apologize, but you're not going to get the members only episode. For that, you have to become a member of the Relay FM network at relay.fm slash membership to hear more. <laughs> I, I, I'm tapped out for this week, though. I need to save some energy for that episode. So everybody, thank you for listening this week. We look forward to having you back again next week. Thank you so much. Have a happy, healthy, and safe seven days. <laughs> Until we see you next. <laughs> Bye, everybody. Toodaloo.